This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy, I'm with Paul Stone talking college football with Paul's top three picks. Paul, how you doing? Doing well. Beautiful uh, fall morning here in the eastern part of Texas and ready for another great week of college football. Yes, indeed. And let's look at uh, some of the matchup uh, that we have uh, this week. And let's go in the American first. And Tulsa is laying six at home against Navy now. Tulsa was, we saw how bad Wyoming looked, and then Tulsa lost in the first full week, Labor Day week, uh, weekend, that five-day weekend. Uh, then, and that kind of threw their point spread value and their confidence level really down. But they've played a couple of really good teams tough the last couple of weeks. They lost to Cincinnati, depending on where you shop, you either got a, t- a, push, or a, t- a push or a win against uh, for, for Tulsa, and plus a 10 there. And they covered easily, even though they lost their starting quarterback, Davis Brin, who's thrown for over 300 yards a game and 12 TDs and three interceptions this year, or maybe it even would have gotten scarier for the Ole Miss Rebels. Navy is that one outlier. You picked a good spot to go on Navy a couple of weeks ago against East Carolina. They won the game outright as a 17-point dog. Tulsa at home is six over Navy. Right, and of course, they're going to Annapolis uh, on Saturday, and the Golden Hurricane coming off Two straight losses, as you indicated, at nationally ranked uh, Ole Miss, I believe now number nine in both polls. They lost that game 35-27, got within eight points, obviously, in the fourth quarter. So they were in a position to win that game. And as you mentioned, Davis Brin did not play the second half of the loss two weeks ago to Ole Miss. And then this past week at home to Cincinnati, another nationally ranked team at 24th, uh, they trailed the game uh, 24-21 earlier in the fourth quarter before losing the game 31-21. They also gave up a a touchdown early, an 18-yard interception return. So Cincinnati had the benefit of a defensive touchdown. In that game, Davis Brin sacked 11 times, 15 tackles for loss for Cincinnati. Navy, they're not going to bring quite that type of athleticism to uh, to the party this weekend, if you will, where Navy kind of has difficulty recruiting the kind of athletes they need. Uh, from a defensive standpoint, it's going to be in that secondary, covering athletic receivers who can go vertical on them, uh, keeping up with uh, you know high-octane passing games. And I believe that's what Tulsa has. As you mentioned, Davis Brin passing for over 300 yards a game. They have the receiver back, Keelan Stokes, who was injured last year. He has 37 catches for 613 yards, three touchdowns, almost 17 yards per catch. He's headed for a 1,000-yard receiving uh, season this year. And then Juan Carlos Santana, 
another guy who can go vertical, 22 catches, 411 yards, and four touchdowns. Navy, they rank 130th out of 131 teams in FBS in yards per pass attempt against them, almost 11 yards per pass attempt. I think Tulsa snaps that two-game losing streak. They defeat Navy by seven or more Saturday in Annapolis. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. I said uh, it was at Tulsa. It's obviously uh, at uh, it's a Navy's home game in Annapolis. That's a 3.30 Eastern kickoff on CBS Sports Channel. There were eight teams that uh, ne- uh, never hosted ESPN's popular pregame show, Game Day. Now there are seven, as Game Day will come to Lawrence, Kansas, for the TCU-Kansas game. Then this one will be on Fox Sports 1 on uh, on uh, at a, a noon kickoff. TCU, boy, explosive. One of the few teams of yards per snap. Uh, top 10 in offense and top 15 on defense. They destroyed Oklahoma. Called the dogs off in the fourth quarter as uh, they pulled their quarterback for the fourth quarter against Oklahoma. Uh, Kansas catching seven at home. They have been a covering machine this year. They have been. I mean, you mentioned game day. We've got Texas A&M this week uh, going to Alabama and that much-anticipated uh, rematch. You've got Texas and Oklahoma uh, renewing the Red River rivalry this Saturday in Cotton at the Cotton Bowl. Uh, and, of course, as you pointed out, ESPN <laughs> game day going to that gridiron hotbed of Lawrence, Kansas. Uh, a, a great day. This is what we love about college football, to see teams like Kansas get their day in the sun and to have all this attention uh, brought to their program. Uh, Lance Leipold obviously done a great job there. You know, first of all, in handicapping this game, uh, Jimmy, I acknowledge Kansas. They are clearly the the square side in this matchup, in my opinion. But, you know, if you date back to their overtime victory last year at Texas as a 31-point underdog, the Jayhawks have now covered eight straight games. And I think sometimes as a, a handicapper, we need to take maybe a less sophisticated approach and just simply ride the hot hand. You know, you look at these teams, both of these teams are ranked uh, using the AP poll. TCU comes in at number 17 this week. Uh, Kansas a couple of notches back at number 19. I made TCU a four-point favorite in this game. It opened at five Sunday morning at Circa. The uh, Horn Frogs have been bet up to seven. TCU, as you pointed out last week, a great showing against Oklahoma. They snapped a seven-game losing streak to the uh, Sooners, dominated the Sooners 55-24 as a five-point home underdog. But now there's a little role reversal. They were the home underdog last week. Now they're the away favorite. Uh, got game day on hand there at Lawrence. It's going to be a raucous atmosphere. I'm going to continue to ride the hot hand. Take Kansas plus seven over TCU. Now, Paul, you both you and uh, the different odds makers uh, create your own power ratings or point spread values for college football. And let's go to what you do on sort of your process during the summer, during the offseason. Certainly history is 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 weighed in to your, your power rating. And the history has been so bad at Kansas. I mean, their point spread value has been buried. We see sometimes uh, some... You know, some some uh, bookmakers um, a little slow, maybe a little stubborn, if you will, to kind of adjust. We've projected and looked at uh, Vegas's power ratings for Kansas. Kansas is five and zero, four and zero against the spread, and will be underdog if the games were played this weekend. Would be underdog in the rest of their games. 
uh, for theirs. Now, we don't expect them to lose all of their games, but, but your thoughts on is Kansas still Kansas in some of the betting public's uh, mind or for the bookmaker's mind? Right. I think there's just a great point and a great topic to bring up, Jimmy. I mean, Jeff Sagren, he's just one of the guys out there, but he's an MIT graduate that a lot of people reference. If you look at his power rankings this week of the 10 teams in the Big 12 conference, the 10th ranked, the last of the conference is Kansas. Still, Uh, okay. So I actually have them eighth in my power rankings. I've got uh, Kansas eighth, uh, Texas Tech ninth, and West Virginia tenth. Uh, and in that balance, Big 12, my top seven teams only separated by five and a half points. But I think you're right. You know, old habits die hard. Uh, and Kansas still, you know, they've had some fortunate breaks. They were fortunate to win last week. Iowa State, uh, their kicker misses three field goals, uh, including one at the end that would have sent the game to overtime. Uh, and, and But this is, a, this is a, you know, like you said, it's uh, – it's tough to get uh, some bookmakers to make adjustments. I think they are slow to uh, let go of those historic norms and uh, the place where these teams have been. So I think Kansas, again, I made the game four. I'm getting seven. So at least in my individual case, I still see value in taking Kansas as the bookmaker, in my opinion, still a little bit slow to come around. All right, and your last pick, let's go to uh, 7.30 kick uh, Eastern time on ESPNU. Stay in the Big 12, Kansas State and Iowa State. This one's in uh, in uh, Ames, Kansas State on the road, two-and-a-half point favorites, two-and-a-half and 45 over Iowa State. You know, Jimmy, I think coaches, first of all, you know, they certainly game plan in such a fashion to give themselves the best opportunity you know, to win a football game on any given week. Uh, and offensively, you look at the Cyclones and, and Matt Campbell, their head coach, they've struggled this season even at full strength offensively. Uh, they're replacing, you know, two record-setting offensive players in quarterback Brock Purdy uh, and running back Brees Hall. And, and frankly, you know, first-year starting quarterback Hunter Deckers, he's had his moments, but he's lacked consistency in the passing game. And then when you look at their uh, pass attempt, yards per pass attempt, rather, they only rank 97th in that category at 6.4 yards per attempt. Uh, their running game, you know, they've really been strong, again, with Hall the last several years. Uh, but they've struggled as well to get their running game going. Uh, and now they've got some injuries. Jirel Brock, their top running back, has a lower body injury. I think he's questionable at best to play against Kansas State. And his backup, uh, Cartavius Norton, he also could miss uh, Saturday's game against the Wildcats. With their top two running backs, with those guys, Iowa State ranks 112th in rushing offense at 96 yards per game, only three yards per attempt. But for all of its offensive woes, Iowa State continues to be an outstanding uh, defense. I think they're one of the top probably 10 defenses in all of college football and they're led by returning first-team All-America defensive end Will McDonald. Opponents only averaging 4.1 yards per play against the Cyclones. Iowa State ranked seventh nationally uh, in that category. Kansas State and their uh, new quarterback who transferred from Nebraska, Adrian Martinez, they have really been prolific offensively. But they're a run-first offense. They only pass for, I think, about 150 yards per game. In Iowa State, they really defend the run well only give up 2.6 yards per carry, ranked fifth in the nation in that category.
for Iowa State to prevail, getting back to my original theme of game planning, I think Matt Campbell and his staff know they have to protect the football, they have to shorten the game, have to win that turnover battle, uh, have to play sound defense. They got to win ugly, they got to win in a low scoring game. I think they're going to keep it tight. Kansas State, Iowa State under 45 this Saturday in Ames. Yeah, Iowa State certainly played that game against Kansas as an under game uh, on Saturday as well. I'm talking about that Kansas State offensive approach. Well, Martinez is a run-first quarterback. His offensive coordinator, Colin Klein, was a run-first quarterback. So kind of uh, keeping it uh, in the family in that one. I do want to go back to some of the uh, Bet Rivers um, uh, action, where the action is so far on that Kansas TCU game, Paul, because it, it is interesting. You did say a little bit of a square side on Kansas. And yes, two-thirds of the tickets uh, plus the seven are on the Jayhawks. But two-thirds of the money is on TCU. There's a little bit more money in Texas and Kansas. But anyway, I get that. <laughs> but two-thirds, just flip-flop. Uh, the bigger tickets are on TCU. And one more point that we didn't cover on TCU-Kansas. I can't figure it out. Emotion. How how long can Kansas not show a little bit of wear and tear emotionally after these high emotion win after high emotion win? And then TCU, you know they're on cloud nine after blasting, you know, Big 12 heavyweight, the team that has dominated this conference for so long. And the last chance to do so may be in the last trip to Fort Worth as a Big 12 member. You know, and to, so to destroy Oklahoma the way they did, they have to be a little low on emotion as well. Yeah, I think the, the psychological advantage goes to uh, Kansas. I mean, you know, sometimes you have teams that have lost so consistently for so long uh, that they're, they're just hungry for any victory. So I think they're kind of making up for lost time, if you will. So I think I like to try to evaluate what I call a team's collective team psyche. And if you play 12 games in a season, if you evenly distribute that collective team psyche and it equals 100%, then you have about 8.5% per game. And I think some games you give you give more than that and some games you have less than that. And I think this is going to be a game uh, where uh, TCU is going to have less than that. Like you said, Oklahoma is leaving the Big 12. They had lost to the Sooners seven straight years. Uh, they get that big victory. Uh, they play a, a, above their their norm. They score a lot of points. They gain tons of yards. And I think they're going to come back to down to earth a little bit. They're going into a uh, atmosphere that's going to be very pro-Kansas. It's going to be electric with game day there. Uh, and I just think that side of it uh, will favor Kansas. All right. So Paul's picks at Tulsa minus six. I'm going to keep riding him. I like Davis Brin in we all know that Davey can't throw the ball, but we didn't know they couldn't stop the pass uh, as well. So Tulsa minus six uh, on the road at Navy. Kansas plus seven on TCU. So the 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 the, the dream continues uh, for the Kansas Jayhawks. How about that still uh, power rated uh, in Vegas as the lowest uh, the lowest uh, point spread value in the Big Twelve of the of the ten teams and under Kansas State and Iowa State under. 45. For Paul Stone, I'm Jimmy Ott here in the Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network.